what it do, what it do, and what it do. You are listening to your number one crew. This is Over the Ropes Wrestling Podcast. This is your number one guy up in the sky, JD, a.k.a. Mr. Mike Drop. Hey, what it do? This your boy, Jay, a.k.a. Mr. Rant. Yo, yo, yo. This is Trey, a.k.a. Treyway. And we are back with another Bizanger, you know. Um, okay. Hmm. Let me see. <laughs> Where are we going to start today? Uh, hmm. Let's see. Whatever you do, we got Mr. Research over there on the on the laptop researching whatever you're about to say. <laughs> Research the part we hear. <laughs> Very much so. I do wanna uh bring bring something to light real quick. Uh how freaking awful was that marriage ceremony on Raw? Oh Monday? no, you mean the commitment ceremony. They can't say marriage anymore. Um, well, first off I fell asleep, so I don't even know. <laughs> I ain't gonna flex. To me it looked good when she dressed up. Yes. Had, had, had a little slight team bad reunion. Oh yeah, with uh, Sasha and Naomi being her bridesmaids. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> and then Tamina, you know, starts swapping mates and stuff like that. And nah, and then I was like, okay, no, our truth had me dying when uh, he was like, that's not PG when he went when she went over to Dana. Yeah, our <laughs> <laughs> like, truth. No. I ain't gonna lie, our truth did bring you know the 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 comic the comedy side. Honestly, to the whole thing. When, before I realized what it was, we had just got the news that WWE released Little Jimmy. So I thought our truth was coming out to like do like a, a, a farewell or like a, a funeral or something for Little Jimmy. Yeah, first of all, the release of Little Jimmy and then it's just the empty hallway. Just yes. like me dying. Yes. It took me it took a second for it to like kick yeah. in. And then Trey ass talking about so I wonder uh I wonder how John Cena feels about this. I'm like, wow. Dark moment. That was that was really some dark, dark, <laughs> dark comedy right there. So dark humor hey but, man little jimmy that was that was uh john c was his favorite wrestler yeah it was <laughs> but um so those of you who have watched AEW on wednesday mr and president of AEW, tony khan had a special announcement big announcement Big announcement. big announcement. I swear, I feel like every month he has a big announcement. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like at, at this point, when they said he has a big announcement, I'm like, okay, all right. And it's so funny though, because if you look online and everything, all the trolls from the big announcement. One was the AEW video, uh, video game, yeah, and then another one was it had something to do with CM Punk. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but they were just trolling the mess out. It, yeah, and it's bad. It goes to show how bad it is. Like when they're just trolling the mess out of you because. Yeah. Vince Nobody. McMahon ain't made that many damn big announcements exactly. in his career. <laughs> but the big announcement is that AEW will be partnering up with New Japan for a special pay-per-view called The Forbidden Door. So, real quick, before we get into that, do you think the, the fact that they named it The Forbidden Door was kind of like a shot at Cody? Absolutely. I mean, I don't necessarily think so. Because so? everybody was calling it Forbidden Door before Cody did that promo. Okay. All right. I kind of feel like it was kind of like a, a small little jab at yeah. Cody. I, I kind of do. And, well, the re- I, I looked at it as like, why did they wait this long to do it? Why did they wait after Cody left yeah. to do this? And the crazy thing about it, though, is like, yeah, I get that it was a big announcement. But it to me, honestly, it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't something for me to go like, oh. Oh my god, because they've had stuff with New Japan before. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, 
yeah, it's a big thing that they're doing like a joint pay per view cross promotion or yeah. cross promotion or a whatever. lot of dream matches. But Instead I mean, of just one-off people popping up on AEW. At this point now, I mean, they already did it with TNA. So, it's like now impact. it's... Or impact. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, I mean, trust. AEW has probably the most New Japan... Ex-New Japan and current New Japan at, uh, superstars on their roster. Wrestlers. You know, you got... Yeah. This is a WWE. <laughs> Wrestlers. Wrestlers. Just like belt, I miss versus title. You got that, Michael? They're superstars. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, wrestlers, whatever you want to call them. Because um, you got Hangman, you got Adam Cole, you got the Bucks, you know. The it, whole elite, the whole Bullet Club. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was probably the biggest the biggest thing to come up out of that announcement was when Switchblade, Jay White, came mm-hmm. out and he said that, you know, you pretty much the elite and bullet club is taking over that uh pay-per-view yeah so yeah. we'll either see an alliance or we will see a big feud start well he said the last time that i was in america headline of pay-per-view i sold out madison square garden yeah yeah so yeah so i mean it, it's interesting you know what i'm and, saying um and it, it's a and it makes sense because a lot of the aw wrestlers have in their contract that they can go over to New Japan. That's what I was saying. Like that's that's what I was saying for me. Yeah, I get the big announcement on the the pay per view, but it it just it wasn't that shocking to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I like because it. you got so many wrestlers that do cross back and forth between promotions. So to me, it's just like yeah, it's just a normal day with a pay per view. Now but it's shining, but what it's doing is it's shining a light on um, New Japan for a lot of wrestling fans because as hardcore wrestling fans as we are and as some other hardcore wrestling fans that i know they don't know anything about new japan right they know nothing about them. well first off you can't be a hardcore wrestling fan and say you don't know anything about new japan i don't put i can't put you in a hardcore realm now now yeah. you can be you can be a, a fan of wrestling and not know but I feel like the fanatics understand and they know the different promotions and stuff like that. They may know about it, but the fact that because Japan, they had a deal in America for a little bit. Yeah. They don't have it anymore. Yeah. So now you have to go and search for it. And I don't really know what's going on over there, but I know for a fact that uh, Brian Danielson, no, yeah, Brian Danielson said that he wants to go to Japan, but he's not going until the fans are allowed to cheer and boo. Right now they can only clap. Yeah. Because they don't want to spread COVID. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I've i watched matches, a couple of matches here and there. When, they, when they had the big dome. Uh, yeah. Event. It's yeah. just that I can't. It's hard to. The, first off, New Japan has a long show. They do, it, man. The show is long. So, like, I. First of all, okay. I'm a, You, you want to. I mean, this is just me. This is just me. And being then watching me. it in dub. Is like, do you want to know when I stopped watching New Japan? What? When they actually had a match when the dude was fighting a blow up doll. And the blow up uh, doll. Kenny Omega? Huh? You mean Kenny Omega? No, nah, it wasn't Kenny Omega who did it. Oh. I didn't that, I didn't did see that. The, yeah, I know. Did I didn't see that one, but I literally saw the blow up doll win. The blow up doll one? Yes. God damn. So that at that point I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and click. Uh but <laughs> the matches, some a lot of matches that I have watched with Kenny. Omega, John Moxley being over there, um, the Bucks, all uh, Adam Cole, um, Hangman, Cody, like those matches were phenomenal. Club stuff. Yes, they were yeah. freaking phenomenal. But now, what I want to know Okada, is Okada, Ibishi, if 
they're doing Bullet Club is that bringing in Impact because Bullet Club is a part of Impact too. Well, they're working together again. Cool. Isn't Impact and uh, AW working together again? I don't that know. They haven't been, really hasn't announced been anything yet. Like they haven't made that official. Because well, Jay because Jay White clearly has a deal with AW, but he still be showing up on Impact. Right, because he he's the founding. I'm not gonna say the owner, but he is the founding member right currently right now of Bullet Club. Yeah, since he kicked out the GOD. Yeah. Yeah, and so you Listen, know, Bullet Club got too many. I'm, I broke my money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, and then you got ROH. You know what I'm saying? So pretty much, you there's a possibility that you could have four promotions in one night. I love it. ROH is just AEW. It, it's the WCW of. WWE, that's what you call an ROH? Pretty much, pretty so much. Pretty much what's going to happen. With, <laughs> no, it's the ECW of WWE. With the, um, with the AEW ROH promotion yeah. or team up or acquisition, let me get my words right. Remember when they, when um, Vince initially bought WCW, when he did that first match with Booker T and uh, Buff Bagwell, yeah. he was testing it out because he was actually going to have a WCW, a WCW show, yeah, show and mm-hmm. a WWF with yeah. E. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to actually get to see what that would have looked like now, mm-hmm. because because like we were talking about last time, they eventually will give them a show. Mm-hmm. Who ROH? Mm-hmm. They're going to give them a show. I think they are going to get a show. I mean, because and the thing is, it, do you think it it's going to be on? Do you think it's going to be on the network or you think it's going to be on YouTube? I'm thinking that because Turner owns more than just TNT and TBS. It'll probably be on one of them other networks. Okay. Well, honestly, me, I, I think they're gonna, I feel like that they're gonna bump uh, Rampage up an hour. Or that. And I think they're gonna replace Dynamite with... With Ram, I mean, ROH? Yeah. I, I see one of, one of that oh, happening. Excuse me? Say that again? I feel like they're gonna bump Rampage up in their time because they're only an hour, right? I, I don't think Dynamite's gonna stay where it's at. Okay, I was confused because you said replace Dynamite as in like they were like, getting rid of Dynamite. They're getting yeah. rid of Dynamite, their main show. No, Why would they get rid of their main get, show and keep Rampage? They're not gonna get because they think they would get rid of Rampage. No, they're boosting Rampage up more than they're doing Dynamite. But Dynamite's their main show. I understand that. Yeah, but, but they're always already, doing something different. In their opinion, it, for me, the way it is that Dynamite's already solidified. Yeah. So they are. That's but, their A show. Yeah. So so you as much as they're doing a promotion for Rampage on Dynamite, you don't think that you think that they'll get rid of Rampage first? Yes. yes because Rampage is not even uh, to me, Rampage is not even on SmackDown level. I know Rampage I for, I is on, that Rampage comes on. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> and it's only because no, it no, comes on up, after that, SmackDown. That is Rampage is on ECW level that came on sci fi. Like when they had ECW. To me, that's where the level of where Rampage is right now, right? So I can see what you're saying. I can see them making a two-hour show, and I can see them bumping up Rampage and then putting ROH on right after Rampage. Yeah, they could do that. That would make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't see them getting rid of Dynamite. I don't see them getting rid of Rampage either because they need that show. Nonetheless, ROH is going to be like the, the Saturday show. You know, you show. know, like how main event superstars, yeah. uh, velocity, be. and stuff like that. And they'll actually have they'll, that way. They'll actually have a live show on the weekend. Yeah, but the issue, the one thing that I say that they have to do is 
they have to cut back the time of these shows. They can't be filming all this shit during Dynamite. Like, when you know what I mean? During one show. Yeah. So, you're going to have to start booking some more venues and, and doing other live events and stuff like that and televising them or recording them or whatever it is because, like, you already got, you know, AEW already has a pretty long show. Yeah. And like I said, where they going, they have no time to fit in ROH in that lineup, you know what I mean, that they have right now. Right. Well, they could do it the... Well, if they did it the same night they did Rampage, they could. Yeah, that's what yeah, they did. Yeah. It's going to have to be same So, night. okay. The the kind of streamline before we go into our next one. Did y'all watch Dynamite last night? No. I watched no. a little bit of it. Because but... I know the games are on and stuff. So, yeah. I, was right I was watching. I was watching one, my Celtics win. So, fortunately. I was watching no. that. And then I was watching. Um, I was watching Dynamite on my phone. And just like I said, man. They're, they're starting to be the 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 production the company the promotion of the match gimmick right did you like the coffee match no it was horrible it was absolute it was not worthy of the main event so you think that right now that they're being overtaken with gimmicks yes match gimmicks yeah match gimmicks yeah because this was the headline the main event and it was not worthy you but see, that once again, you had Sting jumping out the crowd onto a whole bunch of people. But see, that brings me back to the point that I was telling y'all before, and what I was saying. What was it? Was it last episode or the episode before? It was just overbooked. When I was talking about, do you feel like Tony Khan just doesn't have the experience to be calling these shots that he's calling? And just like for the third straight week, you had CM Punk as the opener. Yeah. Right. And once again, I feel like you're having him open for a cheap pop. Well, everything to get your night started right now is for a cheap pop. Anytime he comes out is a cheap pop. Yeah. yeah. So is now it's like okay, you don't have. It's to get the fans riled up. You don't have to try to get the, them ready. But same then, way they used to always start with uh, Kenny. Exactly. I feel like that they do have the star power. They're just not using it the right way. They have the star power. Because <coughs> me personally, looking at the matches, I would I would have started off with. Um, they could have started with the rematch with Scorpio Sky and Tammy or Moxley. Yeah. You know uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Like I would have started with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, their match was actually the best match of the night. Or Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, like, you could start with that. You don't have to start with CM Punk. You don't have to, you know, get that 45-minute match. So, I mean, okay, so for me, I just feel like the the inexperience, or not inexperience, I feel like the decisions that Tony Khan is making is more from a fan aspect, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's a fan of wrestling. And he's making these matches and he's making a lot of these decisions based off of, oh, I would love to see this as a fan. Yeah. Versus, but, versus like actually really listening to yeah, the fans yeah. and trying to give them what they want. Because now. And then listening to your veterans and your advisors that you have in the facts. back that can kind of guide you in the right way. Because now it, it's like it's time to get out that fan zone. Because if you stay in that fan zone. Yeah, your company gonna go underwater. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I, to me, Dynamite has not been as exciting since they really like took on like Rampage and some of these other, you know, what they added. Uh, 
not dark, but what's the other one? Elevation. Elevation. Yeah. It's the, like Dynamite just hasn't been as good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then all the signings, like all the people that you signed and stuff like that. Like we said, with Dynamite, we're getting the same group of people. Like, honestly, my best storyline on Dynamite is MJF and Warlock. Yeah. That is the best one. Yeah. Like, and it's not even and a that, whole bunch of go, action. That goes to my whole MJF point, but I digress. What that that he's the How greatest. He's like the number one guy right now. Yeah, he is the number one. Oh yeah, one for heel. AEW. Yeah, definitely. No, no, he's he's the number one heel across all promotions right now. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can give you that. Yeah, one. he's number one heel across Thank all you. promotions. You, you, you finally got one right. I appreciate yeah. that. No yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can admit, I can admit whatever. You know, I, 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 need, a, I yeah. need that one. You know, after Trey said it, you know, I start hearing voices in my head, which leads us to our next subject. Speaking of hills. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Randall Keith Orton. Ooh, I haven't heard that full name in a long time. Young Randall. Has had an illustrious career. Not saying that it's over. I don't want to, you know, put false claims in the atmosphere, but he is celebrating 20 years of hard blood sweat and tears with the same company with the same company yep. yeah with the same company and you got to give it to randy orton because randy orton really hasn't been down with too many injuries no you know what i said like if you think about t- out of 20 years i think maybe combined it's he like may have what two years yeah. two years worth of injuries like yeah. if you combine like all the time that he's been out yeah so he's really been like really grinding and and you got to give him props. Yes. I, I love the the um the advertisement that's been going out for his twenty years, and all you've been seeing is the progression and um what is it they show when he first come in? You know, barbed wire tattoos or whatever mm-hmm. the hell they are, lightning mm-hmm. bolt. No, I'm just like with the little barbed wire. And then they show how you know over time he progressed. Um, the one favorite one that I like is they were they were talking about. Which Randy Orton do you like? Yes. Do, do you, you like, like the Legend, Legend Killer, Killer, the Viper, or RK okay, Bro? And I don't know, man. For me, I think that my favorite version of Randy Orton probably was Legend Killer. Mm. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close. Legend Killer. <laughs> the, 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 okay. So when it comes down to storylines and stuff like that, it matches. Legend Killer was the best, right? Now, when we're talking about um, actual matches and dominance, the Viper to me was the best because the, the Viper was when we yes. really started getting the RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, the Viper, you know? the Viper was the most dominant persona of exactly. Randy Orton. Mind you, you're talking about a persona with the same person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three different personas, but he kind of still obtained the same attitude. But I feel like RK Bro is the one that he's having the most fun with right now. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's, he's able to be himself. He's exactly. able to uh, have fun. He, he, you know, look. And I love the fact that we get to see that different side of Randy right now. I think this, I is, think this, this is, is the longest that Randy has ever been faced. Yeah. He's a teacher uh, right now. Th- think about it. This is one of... Well, it, well, how long was his initial beef at, with Triple H after they turned on him? Because he was faced for a while after, after when that happened. You, you know what? Yeah, you're right. He was faced for it for a few but, years. But the thing was, the thing was, people didn't, people didn't really react well to that because it he just, wasn't actually faced for that long. He was because neutral. right after that, he went into legacy. Yeah, yeah. And then they, and then he became heel again. 
when they when they transitioned into Legacy because that's when he started going into Legend Killer. Yeah, was after uh, he beat Triple H. Do you think that that whole storyline was fault of Triple H and him trying to use his power to try to get Randy Orton over as a face too quickly? What when they turned when they turned on Randy and kicked him out of Evolution? Um, I think that was Ric Flair feeling that he was ahead of his time. Um, believe youngest, it, or, youngest world champion. Believe it or not, Ric Flair. Ric Flair had more um, faith. No, he he had. Um, I don't want to say control, but he had more of the voice as far as even though Triple H was the head of. Um, yeah, but but but. Rick Flair was the one that was giving them all the guidance. Yeah, you know? exactly. He was he was the mentor yeah, of exactly. that whole group. Yeah. Like they he was tag team. He yeah. was still he was still grooming um Batista. Triple H. Yeah. He was definitely grooming Batista and Randy Orton, he just he, he saw something in his he yeah. saw something in himself. So did Triple H. So I felt like that they were like, Yeah, he's kind of ahead of his time. He was definitely ahead of Batista at that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was just you gotta think, man. When this dude came in, he was he he came in blazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But well, I feel I, like that's okay, why I always so. say next to next to uh, uh, the Shield, you know, evolution, uh, evolution is probably hands the down faction. the greatest faction. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, because we were just literally just talking about it, and we were talking about what happened after they turned on him. It says right here. Unfortunately, WWE failed to follow up on this moment properly. Orton lost the belt to Triple H at Unforgiven the following month and never got his revenge, at least not until years later. But his initial split from the faction proved he could flourish on his own. So that's what I'm saying. They didn't really handle him, Lou, him uh, getting kicked out the way they probably should have. The way they should. That's have. why they. Because that was during Triple H's reign of terror, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's. Yeah, because it was in 04. That's when we had like two years. That's when we had biker mustache Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> fat Triple H. That's what I call it. <laughs> that's when he got a little bit too comfortable. Um. But and you think they had to replay that years ago, right? They put back Evolution. Then they put back the Authority, and it was that was really another face turn for Randy Orton is when he got Start out of Authority. Start beefing with Seth, and that's where the greatest RKO. Of all time came out of was it the is greatest? It I don't think it is, is it but they claim it. No, no, there is no <laughs> no RKO, no RKO greater than that. I don't care. I mean, he called Evan Bourne. It wasn't even in midair. He called Evan Bourne right before Evan Bourne hit the mat. Yes, like, so that will always be the greatest. I have here Randy Orton, at least from what Bleach Report says, greatest RKOs. Mm-hmm. So we have Evan Bourne, mm-hmm. Raw. Um, 2010. Yep. The Undertaker, WrestleMania 21. Really? From the choke slam? Yeah. I, I can when see. When he was doing the choke slam, he turned into an arcade. I can see that. Definition see that. of a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Okay. Christian, 2011. Oh, when he changed Out of the, nowhere, when he took um, the kill switch yeah. into the RKO? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, the Royal Rumble, 2008. Okay. What? Is that when he switched up when the, he, the twist of fate? Yeah, yeah, into a heart, into a RKO. RKO, and then the Seth Rollins WrestleMania 31. See the last one; that's the greatest one. Seth Rollins. That's, was that's, the that's one? what they. I don't. I don't think that they put that last is because it was the least favorite. But you got to think, I, and and I give props to this one because they practiced that right. 
and they could not land it. And so they scratched that out of the match. And then right before the match, Seth told Randy Orton, do it. Yeah. We're going to land it. And he was like, all right, if you think. And that's when he gathered himself. Because you got to really think, like, how high he pops Seth Rollins in the air. I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, but Seth Rollins ev- jumped. He, how yeah, he Seth jumped. Rollins jumped up. Exactly. The, the timing and execution was, I mean, if they would have messed up just any part of that. It would have been the ugliest It would have been the ugliest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So the timing and everything was perfect on it, and I don't it think was. that's something that you could practice. No, nah. I, th- I feel like it's just hey. something that you just got to do. I actually have an honorable mention. What's okay, that? and it wasn't even done by Randy. Oh, you talking? You talking about? The, yes, the I'm one talking was, about the one that Riddle just did yeah, last on week. Them, uh, was it Dawkins or is it Montez? Uh, Montez Ford. Yeah. Uh, when he when he popped him up last week, and yeah. he landed, and he did it because real talk. Riddle can hit, Riddle the, hit that RKO yeah. about as good as Randy do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets the right height. <laughs> like I'm talking about, <laughs> like he he threw him up. That's what made it different. So it's so because Riddle was, got thrown up. It's and so he funny when you think about the RKO. Like I watched a video where they did a montage of like wrestlers who Dun- over time hit the RKO. You know, and these, some of them was even before Randy Orton. Um, who was it? It was uh, uh, the DDP. Douglas, yeah, Diamond no. Dallas well, Page he, did he it. Wasn't an RKO because he never jumped. No, it was a diamond. The it, diamond cutter. Yeah, it was a cutter. It still looked like the RKO. Though. Yeah, I, it looks like that was the inspiration for the RKO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they were talking about uh, uh, Devon or Bubba Ray did the RKO at one point too. Mm-hmm. This is when they started turning everything into the three D. Yeah. Um, which the Usos do now, yeah, and they call the it the one D. They call it the one D. I love that. I yeah. love the fact that they changed the name yeah. to one D. But um, yeah, so I mean, there was the RKO. And you got to think, Cody does it. He just calls it the Cody Cutter. That is true too. He just bounce. He just jumps off the uh, the rope. The rope. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's more of a stunner though. No, no he lands not. it. What John Cena does is the way, like a stunner. Because the way that Cody been hitting his, he's been like hitting it like he sit out with it. Well, I think he had to change it up because his first match when he did it against Seth Rollins, he laid out like okay. uh, RKL. I know, I know. John Cena does that where he like the uh, the stunner off the off the ropes. Or yeah, whatever. but he mm-hmm. grabs you from the back, mm-hmm. like he flips over you and then he sits down. So it's like a modified backwards stunner or whatever it is. Yeah. So, can you name a wrestler with the superstar credibility of Randy Orton that has been in as many groups? No. That's been that's in many still groups. doing it. That is still doing. No, it. you can't. Randy Orton has literally been in a group his whole career. Not in WWE, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, actually, the only person that I could probably... And not leaving and joining the same group, and they keep reuniting. I mean, he's literally been in different ones. The only person that I can probably even put in his realm that's still doing it, I mean, and it's not like it's close, but I'm just saying like this would be the second best, would probably be AJ Styles. I mean, if you think about what AJ Styles has done... You know, throughout like New Japan, the Impact, OC Bullet Club, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, he's the only person that I can put in a solid. Why two AJ? That's still. That's, <laughs> what about what about Dolph? Uh, can't get, no, I can't really say Dolph. I mean, Dolph. He was with Spirit Squad. He was. He uh, was. He's with the Dirty Dogs now. He had. But that's his, a tag team, though. He wasn't really never with like a like a big faction like Randy Orton. Was. I was gonna say. 
Miz, but he the same thing with Miz. Though. Yeah, he was the, tag team. He was tag team. Well, CM Punk because he had the Nexus and he had he, Straight Edge Society. That is that is true. Yeah. CM Punk's another he one had, that you can. He had only two groups. But nah, it isn't. It's, but it's, somebody that has <laughs> consistently been with WWE from start to finish. Nah, no. I'll nobody. never forget. It was one one Raw and. Randy Orton and KO was on the same page for whatever reason. I forgot when it was. But the New Day, they were beefing with the New Day. <laughs> and then Woods came out and said, he was like, damn, Randy, how many groups have you been in? Yeah. <laughs> and Randy broke character and busted out laughing because he had to think, like, I've really been in, like, seven. Yeah. <laughs> he really has. Where do y'all rank? Didn't legacy? Randy come with a comeback, though, about the video? Yeah, yeah, I think he Randy did. Came, he did. Yeah, he yeah. came back with I a comeback. I know the Usos did in that no, rap the, battle. The yeah. Usos did in the rap battle, but... Randy had some comeback that he said something about uh, uh, if you want to record it or if you want to do another video or something like yeah. that. Because it had, it had uh, what's his name, uh, from the New Day. Goddamn, I can't think. Called Woods. Woods. And yeah. then Woods, like, yeah, Xavier ooh. Because Woods. Woods made that face like, ooh, ooh that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that was a low blow. That was a good one. Yeah. But Legacy versus, because the thing is, when you think about it, he's really only been in two, three groups. Yeah. Because the other two were tag teams. What's rated, the third one? Rated uh, Y Family. <coughs> oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that he's part of Y Yeah. Because he was in, because Rated RK Bro is tag team. And then um, Rated. Uh, rated RKO? I said oh. Rated RK Bro. <laughs> rated RKO yeah, rated and then RK Bro are tag teams. But then you got the Y Family was a group. Legacy was a group. The Authority was a group. Evolution. And then evolution. Yeah. So that's four factions that he's been in in two tag teams. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. <laughs> it is. So I would say I liked Legacy, but Legacy man. Legacy was too young. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been better had they done it and, and the a thing, little later. Really? Because Legacy was one of my favorite. Legacy had so much potential. That's, the that's thing. what it, it is. Was the it's just that for yeah, it was me. The potential. I feel like they didn't know they didn't know what to do with Ted, nope. right? And they didn't know what to do with Cody, right? Right. And I feel like for years they dropped the ball with them two so bad when it that well it really kind of destroyed Legacy. When Cody, when Legacy demise, Cody became Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. And then he started feuding with Ted. Yeah. So that's what kind of threw a and wrench. Then Cody in. got stuck in that mid card round. Yeah. And and then Ted just fell off. Yeah. Cause didn't Ted become a Paul Heyman guy? I think. No, that was no, Curtis no, no. Axel. Yeah, that, that was Curtis, Curtis Axel. Axel. That was Curtis Axel yeah. and Ryback. Yeah. Um, they did nothing with Ted. Like they, Ted gonna, just fell off. You was gonna say Legacy versus who? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, would Legacy be the out of all his factions? That's the first. That's the only one that he was actually the leader of. Would you say that's the worst faction he's been in? No. The worst? No. Was the Alliance? No. Not Wyatt's. The Wyatt's. I liked, the Wyatt's. Him. I liked him in the Wyatt's. The Wyatt's. The Wyatt's. But he didn't fit the Wyatt's. He didn't fit in that. He didn't fit it. You but, sure? But you knew his turn because was coming. Because I think it did because, you know what I'm saying, Randy going to be on some devil shit sometimes. Yeah. No, Randy Orton be on the I hear the voices in my head thing. And he's unstable, and that's the only reason why they really kind of partnered him yeah. with the Wyatts. But at the end of the day, Randy didn't fit in the Wyatts. That's exactly why he won the Royal Rumble that year. Yeah, mm-hmm. like his his well, initial. I liked, I liked him with the Wyatts. I mean, but that was I think that was his most dominant Royal Rumble because he was putting everybody out for Bray. Mm-hmm. Like he was RKOing everybody. Remember when he said that he would never face Bray? Yeah, 
I like the way that they turned that he turned on the Wyatts yeah. way better than when uh, Daniel Bryan Daniel did. Bryan did. It. He was only with them for like a week. Yeah. And then when they remember when they he teased, had to, he had to do teased, that steel cage uh, match. They teased Cena yep. joining the Wyatts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. See, I think and side note, but it goes with Randy. But I think that it would have been cool if Bray, with his cult personality, if he was actually able to turn certain stars mm-hmm. to have them join. You already had Dan Bryan do it. You had Randy Orton do it. If he was able to just like flip certain stars, they ain't had to stay the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, that would have been kind of dope. He ain't got to do it forever. Then you run the risk of it getting watered down. Everything gets watered down. Yeah. So I might as well have fun with it. Um, <laughs> what's up? What was I about? Now, with a group like Nexus, we saw Randy Orton go against them. How do you feel that um, that faction would have been if he was the leader? Well, CM I, Punk didn't really do anything with it. No, CM Punk did that. Uh, Wade Barrett was a good leader. The, the new Nexus I, was. I like Wade Barrett as the leader of Nexus so much better than CM Punk. Yeah. Um, I couldn't stand the core. That was if you're talking I don't about think anybody could. If you're talking about the worst faction, <laughs> I mean the core is up there with one of the worst. Yeah. But I I'm I like the route that they went because I feel like Randy could have easily stepped in, taken out Wade, and then taken over Nexus. They could have played that yeah. role so easily. But I kind of like the fact that they had him Nexus, team out with Cena. You know, taking on uh, or taking out him and John Cena because you got to think about it at the time. Him and John Cena ran everything. And they were bitter rivals. Exactly. Yeah. So, for them two to team up at the time, especially during their rivalry and all the matches that they had, yeah. it made that storyline so much better. Yeah. Speaking of, so, is it fair to say that John Cena is definitely his greatest rival? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. The, there's nobody that has been a better rival to Randy Orton Who's number John two? Cena. Um, I would... I Who's would, number two? I would say Triple H. I would yep. probably say Triple H. Yeah. And then three. Because they've beefed multiple, they, 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 multiple they, years. They, they fought multiple times. Number three would probably be Edge. I would put Edge at number three. Yeah. A solid three, yeah. Edge, then I would put... So, naming the top five. After Edge, I would say... I would say Sheamus would be, like, number five. Mm, I was actually going to say Jeff Hardy. Oh, uh, yeah. I was about to say Jeff well, Hardy. Jeff Hardy could be number four. And then number five would be Kofi. Nah, 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 because they only had. Think about it. They, they had the one main match where Kofi was getting that, that big push, <laughs> but then he lost to Randy, and then they and had years, years later. later when Kofi was finally getting his title run and yeah. he got his get back. Exactly. True. So I would say Sheamus. I would say Sheamus because Sheamus. him and Sheamus had had multiple matches for the WWE Championship. So I well, would. I would, put, would, you throw, would you throw Seth in there? Not really. I I give Seth between between him. when Seth was with the Shield and uh, Brandy was with uh, Evolution, and then, and then when Seth was with the Alliance and the Authority. The I mean the Authority and uh, Randy was there, and then they started. Oh, when they kind of turned on Seth for Randy. No, they turned on Randy. Oh, for they Seth. turned on Randy. Yeah, for yeah, Seth. yeah. Because yeah. 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 remember, remember when he was like. Uh, he was they hugged it out he's like man i'm sorry i'm sorry and then he cursed then he rko'd uh oh that's when triple h uh, was seth. in the middle yeah he was seth. like calm down calm down and triple h got in between him he pushed triple h aside and, and rko'd like, I'm sorry <laughs> and triple h was like this yeah he just let it happen but see the reason why i put triple h in number two because y'all forget about a lot of stuff remember when he uh uh gave stephanie the kiss the the, the yep. nah, not the kiss when he uh 
put her on the ropes and did that little modified DDT. Oh, yeah. And then that's when they had, remember, because the next night on Raw, you had Vince, Shane McMahon, and Triple H all come out to go after Randy Orton. And I Legacy. Mean, that's what, that's, that's one when of he was the with best, Legacy. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the best storylines. And then Triple H busted up in his house. Exactly. Yeah. That's when you had, that's when he was the legend killer. Well, let's, yeah. not, let's not skip over the kiss. Yeah. Oh yeah. When, the kiss he, too. when he knocked out Stephanie and then and, and Triple H was handcuffed and he oh, kissed, yeah, he and kissed, he kissed Stephanie yep. and See, Triple H started was, going insane. That was when he was transitioning from the Legend Killer to the Viper. Yes. Mm-hmm. That transition was crazy. Like he had shaved his head bald. He was like lean. I just like the Legend the Killer sleeve because tattoos. I, yeah. I like the Legend Killer because I like I like the punt. Yeah. Like when he started just punting everybody in the damn head and it was taking out all these top people like. That was like the best part. Speaking yeah. of the legend killer, his feud with the Undertaker was was great. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Because for one, they brought his dad. Yep. Then he was dating Stacey Keebler on mm-hmm. screen. Remember when he RKO'd her? Yes. And it was to show that he would do anything to beat the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think it was a SmackDown when they pulled the coffin out. Yeah. And the Undertaker was supposed to be in there. He opened it and he, he was it, And it was his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one too when he opened the casket, it was nothing in it. And then all of a sudden the Undertaker pushed it open. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, so Randy Orton versus Undertaker WrestleMania twenty one. If they were going to end the streak, you think that would have been a good time to do it? Especially with him because Undertaker wasn't retiring, even though he was the legend killer, he wasn't gonna kill the legend of the Undertaker. I feel like if anybody should have Broken, and that was nine years before should, the record got broken. I kind of feel like they should have gave it to somebody that was that has been in the business as long as Randy Orton. I yeah. think that that would have been a perfect accolade for Randy Orton, especially as the legend killer. Yeah, to end the streak. Yeah, that that would have been monumental. Um, I do think that the streak lasted a little bit too long. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm kind of happy for it because we did get exciting matches. Like him versus Shawn Michaels twice, twice. Him versus Triple H twice. Um, even though the first one was, you know, the second one was a lot better with yeah. the Hell in the Cell. I um, mean, I feel like because they brought back the Legend Killer at like recent. You well, know, when, yeah. when that's he, when he took out uh, uh, Ric Flair. Remember? Yeah, I mean, it's, when he took out everybody, and they all signed with AEW for some crazy reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. Really, everybody but Ric Flair has signed with AEW that Randy took out. <laughs> Ironic. But, but yeah, as soon as he took him out, that was the end. But I felt like that if they would have did that a little bit sooner, like right after the um, Shawn Michaels and Triple H stint, that would have been good to end the streak right there and let, let Randy Orton end it. I would say because uh, I, I agree with that. But also, you remember when uh, <laughs> when uh, Rated RKO came out imitating DX. Yes. yes. And and Randy had the had the had the had the wig and yeah. Edge had the big nose. Yes. Yeah. They was running around dancing and doing the X's. Like as an imitation, I think that probably was one of the best. They like that was on point. And it was good because DX used to do that all the time back in yeah. the 90s. Remember yeah. when they imitated uh, DX imitated everybody. Yeah. Hey, they imitated, you know, Sean Wallman, Xbox, you my man, but I really did not. Now, now I'm thinking about it, that that uh, that blackface you did for the Mark Henry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nation of Domination. Yeah. But when they imitated best, Shane and Vince. That's what I was going to say. Their best imitation will always oh be God. Shane and Vince. Yeah. It's, what, to like Shawn Michaels, he did Shane to the, to the T. So since we're on this uh, Randy Orton appreciation, 
I know he has, you know, 20 years. It's a lot of matches, okay? Yeah. But what's your favorite Randy Orton match that you could think of? Uh, World's greatest wrestling match. Jay, I would throw this <laughs> microphone at you. Um, the best. One of the matches where he beat John Cena. Um, that was uh, that was a title unification match. But they've, they've had multiple. Nah, that was the. Uh, what the, was the match when he first introduced whatever that move was, where he put him in the second rope and DDT'd him? Because he first did that on John Cena. Remember, he pinned him. Yeah. Off of that move. And then that's when that move became. I can't remember what what it was. It wasn't like a major pay per view, but it was in a pay per view with John Cena. Hmm. I I mean, to me, Randy Orton's best match has been with John Cena. Yeah, I yeah, think John. Close. Yeah, I think John Cena is the main person that took him to his limit. I, I love the I Quit match that he had with John Cena. Yeah. Um, when John Cena when he had the handcuffs on, and that's when I like them when they introduce the handcuffs now is just so common like because think you about it john cena put them in the uh the stf yeah with the with the handcuffs strapped mm-hmm. around and then that's when randy Orton i gave think up. i think it was and then he had the iron man match with john cena that and triple h yeah um that's when you know triple h started using the sledgehammer again yeah y'all remember him versus edge at vengeance yes yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know uh, what? What was it? Randy Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania when Edge came back wasn't a bad match no, either. It wasn't. You know, it was. It was actually a pretty decent match. I yeah. just didn't care for the greatest wrestling match ever. Right. I mean, you got two. I'm not gonna say non wrestlers, but you got two people that aren't considered technical wrestlers calling themselves the greatest wrestling match. So why Trey looks up another one? I'm, I'm gonna hit this banger. With him having a, right now, a a 20-year career and is nowhere close to retiring. I wouldn't say nowhere. He said he got 10 years left. If he stays healthy, he got 10 years left. I can see it. Um, He said he's wrestling until 50. Um, Where would you put, of course, we all know he's going to be first ballot Hall of Fame. Of course. Uh, where would you put him on that list? He's top ten for me. He's top ten for me. Of all time? Yeah. He's top ten for me. Top five for me. Top five. He's top ten, but for me personally, he's top five. Yeah. He's top five. He's definitely one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah. He's top five for me. That's why he got so many Um, matches, it's hard for me to choose. This is why... (laughs) But see, this is the reason, like, the fact that he's top five. And for me, I I needed to go down this way. Like, as a wrestling fan... Us been anticipating this for so long. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for John Cena to come back mm-hmm. and finally break Ric Flair's record because mm-hmm. he's tied with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, finally take the record for the most title wins. Randy Orton's only two title wins away yeah. from being in the same position. Yeah. He's at 14 now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I need for them to give Randy Orton his next two and, and you know they, they I needed to be Randy Orton someone John interviewed Cena. him they asked him about it they asked him about it like do you see yourself coming close to, to like tying with John Cena you only got two more left like where do you think it's going and you know he downplayed it like I'm just having fun right now yeah of course he's gonna downplay but it it has to come it has to they have to do it and it, if if I'm he gonna stick around for 10 more years if I'm looking at this correct right because like I said Roman, 
he's gonna stay a champion. He's just not keeping both championships. Yeah. Right. So he's more prestige for the universal title, which means he's you losing the world title, the you world know, heavyweight you know, title. You know what? Should, you know. You w- know what should happen. He's Listen gonna to lose the, to Cody. No. What hap- What should happen is uh, Randy actually beats Roman for the world champion. WWE Championship and Cody, and then he fights Cody. That now, I, I was gonna, to I was gonna say legacy. that. I was gonna say that just reverse because I was gonna say Cody beats Roman and then Randy fights Cody for it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because this is the thing. Because because right now, because Randy right now is but, tied up in the. In the but yours, that's what I was gonna say. Yours makes a lot more sense now that I think about it because he's already facing the Usos, right? If there's any bad blood or animosity that stays and rated rk bro still stays together he could still pursue you know what bump them i'm going after the big dog and then and then that right there could lead to the rk bro breakup it could with yeah. randy solely focused with him focusing on a solo run again yeah even though he's still the tag team and then riddle you randy I'm mad that you hit the voice. <laughs> I don't care how. I don't. Uh, honestly, me in my opinion, I don't care how they do it. If they just freaking give him the two championships, okay. But the way I want to see it go down is I want to see them finally pull John Cena away from the movies. He's supposed to be coming back in June. I know, but I'm just saying Randy's not gonna win two championships by June. Nah. But I'm just saying they pull him away from the movies, get him to come back. You know what I'm saying? Create a storyline to where one of the titles get vacated, you know, somehow, some way. And then John Cena's back. We got Randy Orton back as a fan. Like, come on, when would you ever have a scenario where you got two guys that could potentially make history at the same time? And then, like, I don't they can make it happen, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And they give the fans what they want. You can either put it on John Cena or you can either put it on Randy Orton, whichever one. At yeah. this point, I don't really care. Yeah. But I would love to see them two go head to head for a, okay. a record so, breaking. So then then that makes me wonder, like who who would you go with if they're tied up, right? To beat Ric Flair. They're gonna go so, with John Cena. I, I understand it, but Ric Flair be Randy though. Because Ric Flair is Randy's mentor. So you know what's going to happen, right? It, let's just say... This, they don't think like that. Let's they, just, of course not. I know. Like but they let's just say this scenario does happen, right? Yeah. You know they're going to give it to John Cena. Of course. John Cena's going to win it. Yeah. He's going to break the record. Mm-hmm. And then you know what's going to happen? Randy's going to break it. Randy's going to beat John Cena <laughs> to tie with John Cena and they both break it. Yeah. That's how it would play out if they did do yeah. it. So, I mean... Like I said, either way, I don't care. Would y'all like to see um, uh, a triple threat for it? Yeah, but who would be the third person? Because no, no. If anybody, it has to be somebody that got almost as many title wins. If anybody, he can't because he has a bad heart. (laughs) Well, that's very true. (laughs) Triple got fifteen, but that is true. If there was gonna be a triple threat match for a world title, like there's only one, only one other person that could be in the mix that has had just as many feuds as those two, and that's Edge. Edge. Thank you. He's feuded with both of them. And how many titles does Edge had? Nine. Nine? I thought he was at ten. Oh, and see, and then it all ties back too because. 
Edge, another one of John Cena's greatest rivals. Yep. yep. If he had to go through his two greatest rivals, because would y'all say that those two are his greatest rivals? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. If he had to go through his two greatest rivals to break Ric Flair's record, see, I would be down for as that. as the persona that he has now. Absolutely. Especially, yeah, especially with him being Mr. Hustle, loyalty, respect, never quit. Yeah. Never no, die. I'm talking about. I'm talking about age. Like his persona yeah. now. But also to okay. also to the one thing I do have to say is that John Cena does, in my opinion, he will have to win the the record breaking number. What is it? Seventeen. Yeah. He has to get number seventeen as a face. He can't do a heel. No, absolutely. It not. just to me him going heel and doing it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't be right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was about to say him being the hustle, loyalty, respect, breaking it against two heels. Yeah. Would it would stay on brand mm-hmm. and it would make the most sense. Yeah. And then he could turn heel after. Yeah, I don't I don't wanna um I wouldn't wanna see him fight and like break the record against Roman. I finally found my I finally found my Randy Orton match. <laughs> You've been searching this whole time? Because I couldn't remember it because I forgot who he fought when he won the title the first time. It was Chris Benoit. Oh, <laughs> in two thousand four. That's who he beat. <laughs> I forgot about that. When he was with Evolution. When he was with Evolution. And he became the youngest world heavyweight champion well, ever. Well, you know, they they struck everything with Chris Benoit off the record. So. Well, that's for another episode. I'm not going to go into that now because... Why not? Uh-huh. Shit, I don't care. Oh, well, yeah. some, leading, uh, some leading evidence has brought up that that whole thing was a setup. I... I I've been said that. Yeah. What? The whole Chris Benoit murder and his family. Mm-hmm. Because he, he did. And the reason is, is like Chavo Guerrero, he's not coming out in public saying it, but he has all the evidence that shows that Chris well, Benoit didn't do there's it. There's been plenty of conspiracy. Listen, I, I, at the end of the day, I, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but at the end of the day, opinion is an opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the way that everything went down, it's the only comment I'm going to say on it, and then I'm going to leave it alone. But I'm just saying the way that everything went down. It, it just was too conspiracy for Yeah, me. it was. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on it. Yeah, it I'm was. not going to offend nobody or anything like that. I'm just going to say it's too conspiracy for me. Yeah. But on to the next subject. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as far as heel go, where do you put Randy Orton as top, as top heels? Top five. Top ten. Top five. Top five. Only reason why I say top ten is just because, I mean, a lot of times him as a heel was just so predictable. It was. Yes. I feel like we got the most. Uh, <laughs> we're looking for a business called Heels. Um, like I feel like that if they made a show about like called Heels, I feel like it was more wrapped around like Randy or if anything. Because I don't know, maybe that's just my biased point of view because I feel like we got the best from him when he was a heel i no no i totally agree with you but what i'm saying is that whenever randy orton is heel right for me a lot of stuff is just repetitive like you you kind of expect what's coming like you already know not expect but you kind of know what's coming Mm -hmm. with randy orton right we all been hinting at the rk bro turn and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. the most obvious choice is randy orton turning on riddle why because randy orton always turns always turns on on people on people you know what i'm saying 
would we love to see Riddle be the one to turn on Randy Orton? Of course. I mean, it would make the storyline so much better. But what happens that day whenever we sit there and we watch it and they lose the titles and then you see the frustration build up in Randy, we all look at each other and go, oh, here it comes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when he is heel and when he when he is bad, it's great. Like, he plays the role so well yeah. that you you believe that he's a bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to just say, oh, this isn't real. This is fake because he does it so well. well. Yeah. Now that we are on a high of Randy Orton, no pun intended. Yes. Uh-huh. Worst fuse of Randy Orton's career. Ooh. Bray Wyatt. The second time. Yes. First and second. I like the, nah, first, the one. first one. Was the good. first one was good. First one was Minus good. that whole match with the maggots and the funhouse match. It, it wasn't the funhouse yet. It was it was before. It was when remember when they and then they hopped in the limo and drove back to the arena. That was the funhouse match. It wasn't a funhouse yet. No, it, you talking about the one where he was he burning, the, it was, he, super, he was, it was the sister Abigail yeah, when he, they were yeah yeah he wasn't a fiend yet. So it wasn't and then a fun and house. then the match ended. And then he, they, we got the rest of the match later on in the night when they yeah. pulled up to the arena. And the, when Randy, like, yeah, when they no. went, it was like a when he went to the compound, like the old sister Abigail house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he burnt it. Yeah. And he set it on fire, and he had the famous pose while it was burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's one of my favorite Randy Orton. If they um, played it was, like it was supposed to, him with the fiend could have been a lot better. Yes, and I and I will say that that's probably my worst. I think the second worst for me is the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> That's the worst feud. Well, yeah, because that feud yeah. with him and Edge, they could have did it so much with great. history. It started off yeah. great because, like I said, the WrestleMania match was good, right? Especially because this was, you know, they had to redo things with WrestleMania because COVID had just hit. Yeah. And. They, that's whenever they said, oh, WrestleMania is going to be at the Performance Center. And, you know, they kept the whole pirate theme from the previous year. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And I, we talked about this when we first started doing the podcast. I said, with the amount of time that they had to prepare, I think that they did a great job. Especially with all the stuff that they had against them. Yeah. So that match with Randy Orton and Edge was great. You know, they fought all the way up what, on top of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And they were fighting and stuff like that. I was cool with that. And then whenever they wanted to run it back, I was even cool with that too. Until they started talking about, oh, you can't beat me unless it was a no holds bar match. How about we just do a straight wrestling match? Yeah. And I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. I got the worst for you for you. What's that? Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, when Randy had came back and he was a face and then they fought at SummerSlam. And then Brock busted him over in the hard way. Survivor isn't that when he el- isn't that when he yeah. elbowed him and busted his head open? Yep, yeah, and the match yeah. ended in like three yeah, minutes because Randy was gushing. Yeah, he was good. Well, he was leaking, boy. Yeah, I would say because that RKO out of nowhere, like that was dope. You know, because yeah. nobody anticipated that when he came through the crowd and stuff like that. And Paul Heyman was talking, and they didn't even show like, and just Randy just jumped out of nowhere. But just how it ended, that yeah. made it just like. There was another one that he had that was pretty bad too. I wasn't a fan and of his feud with Christian. No, no. Was that, that when Christian beat him and finally won the championship? It's when uh, Christian uh, spit in his face, which made him kick him in the dick. So Christian won. He kept his title by disqualification, and that's when Edge came back and was talking to him like, "Man, that's not how you're supposed to keep your title." Da, 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 yeah, yeah, and all that. Is that when we got Peep Show Christian? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peep Show Christian. 
There was a match that Randy Orton did at Survivor Series. I can't remember. I like I can vaguely remember it, but I remember like we were talking about it and we were just like, oh, this was just such a horrible because we weren't even looking forward to Survivor Series. But I can't remember who he fought at Survivor Series, and we were like, eh. Dang, who was eh. it? Oh, we got this <laughs> investigation here. <laughs> nah, but what, uh, you said it was Survivor Series? I could have sworn it was the Survivor Series, because we talked about it, and we were talking about how, do you look forward to Survivor Series? And we was like, no. And I could have sworn Randy was fighting somebody. It was the main event. I think it was for the title. It was way better, wasn't it? Was nah. it nah. We watched it together? I don't know if we watched it together. Let's see. Uh well, continue. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to think of like his worst matches because in my opinion, I don't think Randy Orton. He doesn't have a lot of He doesn't nah. have a lot of bad lot of moments, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would definitely love to see him win money in the bank again. Oh, well, the one that he did against Wade Bear, that was the free or fired match. So the, that's the one where if uh if if Randy Orton won, then John Cena got fired. Okay. That might have been yeah. it. Cause that's the one with that's the one where the storyline didn't make any sense. Yeah. Cause it was like Randy Orton, he uh so John Cena's hate and dislike for Way Bear was so much greater than Randy Orton, who he had been beefing with forever, that he wanted Randy Orton to win so he would get fired as opposed to Way Bear winning and becoming the world champion. Yeah. So he could stay. Because and if he stayed, he would still be Nexus. Yeah. Yeah. John and that's Cena when he got fired. Even though he never they, wore any Nexus colors, still wore his own gear. Exactly. Remember, remember he had the he had <laughs> No, they made him put the elbow band, the arm band on. And didn't he didn't uh Way Bear make him win the tag team titles? Yeah. At Nexus too? Mm-hmm. That whole storyline was just trash. 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 I liked it so much better when Nexus was jumping John Cena just randomly. I mean, and the thing, they did that storyline twice. One with Nexus and one with the authority. Yeah. When Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, exactly. uh, Ryback, and all of them fought with him. And Dolph Ziggler was the last man standing. Yeah. Here's a classic one. Team Orton versus Team Triple H, 2004. It was Randy Orton, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and Maven. Versus Gene Schnitzky, Edge, Batista, and Triple H. Oh, oh my gosh, oh. that was set up for a destruction. <laughs> Good lord. On paper, that was. That is a man. First of all, you got Maven. I was going to say, there's a name you haven't heard in a while. Right. Maven. Hey, he eliminated The Undertaker. <laughs> he did. That was his greatest moment. In his career ending moment. Yeah, pretty much. Because yeah, he, he, he got into a job right there. But, was it um, Snisky the dude that had his beard braided? Beard braided and his teeth was all messed up. Yeah, yes. that's it, yes. But, man, you know, just kudos to Randy Orton. Hope he keeps going strong. Hopefully, we'll see those uh, two championships come upon him within the so. next year. Because it could happen. Hey, but shout out to Randy Orton, man. Here's a 20. And, hey, man, I hope you do another. I hope you do another 10. Yes, sir. And, and tribute to Randy Orton. You have been listening to the most destructive letters in podcast entertainment. O T R. This is your boy JD, aka Mr. Mike Drop. It's your boy J, aka Mr. Rant. This is Treyway, aka Trey. We are out. <laughs>